The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM, with yours truly, Neville James. It's a windy Tuesday morning, but the cold front is here. You know, Ryan Chambers told us last week that Tuesday there was going to be a cold front in the region, and so said, so done, man. You know what I'm saying? So, nighttime sleep to be nice. You know what I'm saying? You know, worry about feeling chilly. So we're good for that. Visibility too was good this morning. As a matter of fact, when I came over the the top there by Orange Grove, I actually could see a, a outline of St. Thomas, which is interesting because the, the water choppy. Normally when that's the case, the visibility don't be that great. But for some reason, there's an anomaly in effect this morning. I hope everyone had a a great um, Martin Luther King Day. Of course, that's a federal holiday now. All right? And um, now we start to get into the to the heart of January. Next big day is Monday, State of the Territory, which you can see right here on uh, WTJX Channel 12. And I believe we're going to be simulcasting it on the radio. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, for those of you who can't see it, you can listen to it uh, on uh, your devices or in your car. You know what I'm saying? So that's the 23rd. Right? So the governor put up a, a post on Twitter letting people know he's ready to deliver his fifth. S-O-T-T. State of... The territory, SOTA, State of Territory Address. So, um, that's pretty much where we're at. We might be having a conversation with uh, Ms. Risa O'Reilly um, from Project Promise. She should be calling in uh, in a couple of minutes. And then the table talk um, will commence after that uh, conversation is complete. Let me quickly go over some COVID numbers. We got um, a tale of two trends uh, in effect with the Virgin Islands and the mainland, right? We've been struggling, you know what I'm saying? Um, We were at Actives two weeks ago. That would be the third. Our Actives were at 49. Right, because I came back from St. Thomas on the second, because we did the inauguration for the governor. Today, our actives are at 194, and that's expected. 
had mass done in Fredericksted. Juvia, all that good stuff. So we are now 194. And we had a COVID-19 related death on St. Thomas, a 90-year-old. So we definitely want to send out condolences to the family who lost a loved one. Okay? Most recent sample of 270 had 234 negatives and 36 positives. 36 times 3108 over 6 to 1. Okay, under 7 to 1. So, uh, but we're going to be okay. And I'm sure you're asking, why am I so confident that we're going to be okay? Well, that's because um, of the 36, 33 were on St. Croix, two were on St. Thomas, one was on St. John. So that's the first reason why I know we're going to be okay. This ain't a, a, a territory-wide surge that we're dealing with. This is mostly based over here on the Big Island. That's number one. Number two, the mainland. That's the reason why I know we're going to be okay. Remember the... um. The mainland's positivity rate had inched up to 16%. Well, it's up to 13% now. And that's a significant drop. That's 20%. Or thereabouts. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and the average uh, daily cases at 59,121. Hospitalizations down from Friday when I was here, which is four days ago, from 45,842 to 42,052. So that's heading in the right direction. ICUs are down from 5,546 to 5,209. And of course, the, the deaths are still the same in the 560 range. But the trend from 16 to 15 out of last week and then um, we didn't do the show yesterday, but it went to 14, it went to 13. That's the reason why um, you would want to think that um, the, the surge that we're dealing with <clears throat> uh, actually is bending uh, in the right direction. Okay, so we're going um, to keep uh, an eye on that. Right. Matter of fact, let me see if we got state of the virus um, narrative from the New York Times. Yeah, January 13th, state of the virus. Regional differences are increasingly deriving, driving the current state of the virus in the United States. Same thing that we're dealing with here uh, in, in, uh, in the territory. On the East Coast. Cases and hospitalizations are rising notably. And this is a Friday narrative. And due to the area's large population, these increases are enough to drive up national figures. The Carolinas are especially hit hard with new cases nearly twice as high as they were a month ago. In the West, however, many metrics are flat or falling. Several states including South Dakota and Wyoming, are currently near their all-time lows for reported cases and hospitalizations. Deaths are rising, but data anomalies in recent reporting may have inflated these counts. Okay? So, 
Um, and it's just this time of year, you know, from November. It looks like this is going to be the, the case, you know, from Thanksgiving through the first 10 days of January, where folks are, you know, congregating, family getting together for the, for the holiday season. It's what's going to happen. So, you know, that's all we got. The current available boosters target the Omicron subvariants BA4 and BA5, which are no longer dominant. And experts, you know, if you read, if you go to the New York Times, you'll see where experts say about who should get them and how well they still work. Okay? So, keep an eye on it. I'm looking at the map here. I don't really see deep orange except for a location, a couple locations in Mississippi, one up in the Panhandle in Florida, a couple in western Tennessee, some in the Carolinas, some in Virginia as well. But the Northeast, even though they got the highest numbers, the reason why you ain't going to see the deep orange in the Northeast because the population is so high up there. No? Texas got some spots as well. That's right. But that's expected. That's a big state. Kansas got one little dot spot, and South Dakota and North Dakota have this spot. But out west, looking good. Seriously. Get out in the mountain, mountain areas and the Pacific areas, you're looking good. It's a part of Alaska, kind of orangey, orangey uh, as well. So, uh, that's where we at. Mm. And, um, Keep an eye on that marketplace. Friday was okay. That was up uh, 112.64 points, closing at 34,302.61, up a third of a percent. 22 of the 30 blue chip stock saw gains. NASDAQ was up seven tenths of a percent. Um, SP 500 was up two fifths of a percent. Russell 2K was flat. There may not be this recession or to the extent that those were predicting for uh, 2023, calendar year 2023. Now, of course, you know, inflation, typically when you have inflation, and I was speaking with Marvin Pickering about this, um, uh, typically when you have the kind of inflation that we've had, uh, recessions follow, you know what I'm saying? But um, there might be some dynamics that are, countering that of course there's significant investment in infrastructure that's going to be taking place throughout the mainland in 2023 of remember um, president biden went down to covington kentucky um where um they're building a bridge between uh bordering states kentucky and ohio and uh u.s senators brown from ohio and mitch mcconnell from kentucky were there that's why the the house uh, was going through their pains putting together putting a speaker in place so there's a lot of investment uh taking place of course you know one thing that could trigger it uh if in fact the republicans um you know choose to to play hardball with the debt ceiling uh, that could create um you know some financial turmoil but that's left to be seen and uh you know it's politics I got a, a a text message from uh, a good friend, Mr. Bush T. Dwayne Henry, where a poll came out from Suffolk University um, that shows uh, Biden leading Trump 
by um, seven points, forty-eight to forty-one, and trailing DeSantis by three points, forty-five to forty-two. So, um, we're gonna see what's going on. Cause we in the presidential cycle now, presidential election cycle, twenty twenty-four. So it's gonna be interesting, and that's gonna be a good discussion uh, on the table talk this morning with these documents mysteriously um, appearing on the scene. <laughs> At the pet biting center, garage, all kind of places. This, this, this one, this is laughable. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to that. And the funny thing is, you know, he's turning them over. You know, it's one thing to get them, and if they were incriminating, you know, you would think he destroyed them. But they're just hanging around and turning them over. So these supposed classified documents. And, of course, there was this reporting that uh, some of them had um, the confidential. Um, the, there's, there's a term that they use that is beyond top secret. When the caller had called in last week telling us about uh, confidential markings or something. But uh, that turned out uh, not to be the case with some of the documents in, in the Penn Biden Center. But, you know, um, special counsel's in place. Um, they reveal that, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. So, I'm looking forward to to getting the opinions of the our table talk members uh, about that one because it's interesting. They found the first set a week before the midterm elections, and then they find these other ones. Apparently, uh, the Biden, uh, the White House, and lawyers decided they're going to look for they're going to look for others to see if they're there. Um, which begs a number of questions with respect to, you know, what exactly was the FBI and the Secret Service doing um, when they when they know that the president, this is for two years now, right? Because, um, what did it be, the 17th? Friday, you're going to make two full years that President Biden has been the chief executive because he's swearing on January 20th. So the question is, what been going on? In that two-year window, you would think that they would be looking at all the different areas that he frequents, you know, for obvious reasons, from a protection standpoint. So, um, and then with the Penn Biden Center, you know, he ain't been there for like three years, and then they find it in November of 2022. And he's been gone since 2019, early 2020, when he came, when he officially went on the campaign. It's like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. So, a lot of speculation going on about the timing and how they're just showing up all of a sudden. And then, of course, you know, the Virgin Islands and St. Croix getting very, very popular because we had the president here um, from the latter part of December until Monday the 2nd when the president, when the governors were in. Or had his inauguration. Uh, and then Ted Cruz shows up. I believe he came either Friday or Saturday. Right? So all of a sudden, everybody knows St. Croix now. Right? <laughs> More fodder for us to have fun with uh, come uh, the table talk uh, later on uh, this hour. Okay? So... That's what uh, 
we're dealing with. <clears throat> Let me check something out here. On, there was a story on the source. You know something? Um, what we're going to do is... Uh, oh, the press release, right? The press release for from the Department of Health. Um, after further investigating uh, cause of death and ensuring notification of next of kin, the Virginia Department of Health is saddened to confirm the territory's 128th death related to COVID-19. The deceased is a 90-year-old male on St. Thomas. The Department of Health extends condolences to the family and friends of our latest COVID-19 related fatality and the department continues to work to slow the spread of COVID-19 and encourages the public to become fully vaccinated and boosted. You know, we had a, a, a very good discussion um, with uh, Dr. Hunt Caesar uh, last week. And we're noticing that, you know, if, if you go on the Department of Health website and you click, you click on, on all of these um, COVID-19 uh, death-related um, uh, press releases, um, this was a 90-year-old male, right? 128th death, 90-year-old male on St. Thomas. The 127th death, 83-year-old male on St. Thomas. The 126th death, 93-year-old male on St. Croix. I mean, we're seeing a pattern here. So um, if this isn't more than enough, uh, of a trend uh, to let you know, be careful, right? Because in that conversation that we had with um, Dr. Hunt Caesar, you know, I had mentioned to her a, a discussion I had had on on, uh, on social media with somebody who was saying the heart attacks that we're seeing now is because it could be because of the vaccine and, and all that stuff. Um, but the reality is, it, it could be because of COVID itself. You know, so that's why we encouraging everyone to don't let your guard down. Don't be afraid to wear a mask in public, regardless of how non in vogue it may be right now where folks are, you know, comfortable, you know, walking around without the mask and all that stuff. You never know. And then, of course, your elders, you know, because one of the things that we said was, uh, the uh, underlying sicknesses are what's getting attacked. We'll take a break. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly, what a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. 
great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's uh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Back here on Lazarus, I'm gonna ask my um DJ to call the, the weather service uh, down in um, San Juan so they could uh, give us even more details as to what we're dealing with here uh, in the territory. Uh, how long this uh, breezy weather? Remember, I keep mentioning um, Martin Luther King Day weekend 2000, right? When we had uh, record lows and all that stuff. So I was thinking about that this morning. And it's like uh, it's like hurricane season, you know. Um, when the hurricanes season come in September, even if we weren't getting hit by hurricanes back in the day, we were always good for heavy, heavy rains. Uh, come September, uh, every year to start the school year, and you know when you're small, you, you know wonder if you're taking a whole year for the for the storm to. To circulate around the wall. <laughs> you know, cause we didn't know better, you know. We were young and you know, you know, as learned as we, we would be as we're old and not realizing, you know, storm the the crank up on their own. You know, check. They die and then a, a new storm the crank up uh, out to sea. Uh, but you know, we learn uh, as we go, you know. That's a good thing about age or aging, you know, you get a experience. Uh, you're looking for on your lawn, and you'll go from there. Check, so um, we got the weather service uh, on the line. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Who am I speaking with, Walter? This is he. Walter Snell. Happy New Year, man. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How's San Juan? Uh, San Juan's about like uh, St. Thomas and uh, St. Croix. A little cloudy. And 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 kind of windy and nippy at night, isn't that? That's a good thing. How long? Yeah, I almost didn't believe the uh, sensor. It was telling me you were having twenty-three miles an hour with gusts almost to the thirties in wow. St. Thomas. Wow, wow. So where are you based? I'm in Saint Croix. Okay. And, uh, but but last side. night, last night was real nice, nice and nippy and all that stuff. And and Ryan, Ryan Chambers had told us last week that uh, a cold front was going to be here like around Tuesday. So I was wondering if it got here a little early. Well, yes, I suppose uh, that's the case. Um, the cold front uh, is actually a shear line, and I believe it's located southeast of you all now. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Uh, we're in that cooler air, and that's 
one of the reasons it's so breezy in uh, St. Thomas. How long is it going to be this way? Uh, you know, a few days. Um, we're right on the edge, the back edge of that boundary, and it's got to come back. Yeah. So, and then we'll have a little warmer air and uh, probably some showers. Um, right now, we're looking at somewhere at like Thursday night or Friday. But for you, it may come a little earlier. Um, yeah, because we're like going to move slow. Yeah, because we're we're forty miles south of St. Thomas and St. John. Yeah. Yeah. So so it'll be around here. Uh, so what, what causes this during this time of the year? I know it's it's cooler uh, north of the, the the tropics, but um, um, this is like routine every January we get this nice cooling cooling air um and it gets it, it comes down into the Caribbean which is interesting yeah I suppose for those uh, um, from the tropics we call them seasons <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah the reason yeah. why the cold fronts can get this far south mm-hmm. is because there's larger high pressure systems uh, over the Atlantic waters okay Okay, okay. Um, And that drives down the air. It wraps it around uh, the high. Depending on where the high is, it can be either from the northwest or the uh, winds can be from the northeast. And, uh, of course, the water tempers that cold air so much uh, that it becomes moist. And uh, that's why alongside of all the mountains um, upstream, uh, you have quite a bit of cloudiness. And on the south side, mostly sunny skies. Now, the the Tropic of Capricorn. That would be in the Southern Hemisphere. That's in the Southern Hemisphere, right? So we're in, yeah, the, we're in, we're we're in the Tropic of Cancer. Cancer. Okay, good. Right. Good. Uh, or that's the line that uh, runs uh, yeah. at about 23-plus degrees. Now, the equator goes runs right through South America. It does, and funny enough, they even named a country close to that. Ecuador, called correct. Ecuador. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, um, this time of year, down under in Australia, they're, they're going through their summer, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're having some pretty warm temperatures uh, all around the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite sure what they're having in Australia, but it gets very warm in the central parts. Where it's mostly desert. Yeah, yeah, the 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 um, the Queensland area and all that stuff. Uh, that's 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 that's. that's uh, I've spoken to a friend of mine uh, who actually lives down there, and uh, they look forward uh, to this time of year. And then, and then when 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 we're experiencing our summer, they're going through their winter time uh, down there. Well, so everything uh, flips. So um, we're looking at showers, but not necessarily heavy rain. That's correct. Uh, I don't expect any heavy rain any time this week. Um, even the moisture, even the uh, air that's going to come back behind the front uh, is just going to be patchy showers. Uh, we're expecting mostly dry air in the mid-levels for the next 10 days. Uh, and by dry, I mean relative humidities will be below 20% in those layers. And only... Uh, on Friday, do we even have any significant moisture pushing up through 10,000 feet? So uh, that will also be mostly sunny skies, uh, except for that one little band that comes through. Um, what about our uh, mariners and beachgoers? Well, they're not going to have so much luck. Um, 
we're still expecting uh, uh, good seas. Right now it's running uh, seven feet uh, in the Atlantic waters uh, and up to nine or ten feet out at the outer buoy north of uh, 20 north. And uh, that's from the northwest, north-northwest, really. Uh, that's going to be with us through uh, at least Thursday morning and for some, uh, due to the positioning, Thursday evening. Now, for St. Croix, you're pretty uh, uh, sheltered right now, so you're not going to experience quite the same uh, um, impacts uh, as everyone else. Uh, you do have a high risk of rip currents mm -hmm. today through uh, even, um, even Wednesday night. And uh, it looks like it's just going to continue right until uh, through Thursday. And then uh, the surf, but the surf uh, only six feet um, later in the week. Um, today we're looking for uh, surfs on the coast, uh, not in the high surf advisory, but we have a nine-foot uh, nine breaking wave expected. Okay. Uh, a little more. Uh, considerably more in St. Thomas, especially on the north coast, uh, where you're seeing 11 feet there. When when the cold front starts working its way back north through the islands, um, how will that affect the, the the beach the beaches? Well, because the winds will be coming more from the uh, uh, northeast uh, and maybe still kind of strong, I, the winds will continue to be strong in the area. Um, at least 10 to 15 knots for St. Croix and increasing uh, towards the end of the week. So surf uh, and our rip current risk is, is likely to, to uh, resume uh, later uh, in the week, and I'm expecting it to continue through the weekend, uh, at least through Saturday. Okay. At, at this time. Yeah. So conditions are sketchy. Uh, of course, people on the west coast uh, uh, and south coast of St. Croix and St. Thomas will have a better experience. Okay. That's, that's good. That's, that's good to hear. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, 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 we'll get through this. At least it won't be humid and hot. Uh, well, that's right. Yes, um, so there is a benefit there. Rainfall totals, uh, as of last night at midnight, 1.24 for uh, St. Thomas and for St. Croix, we have a total of 1.34, so not much difference. Um, temperatures are now uh, close to normal or just below. Okay, that's, that's good. That's good. I, I was, I, like I was mentioning... Uh, back in 2000, um, uh, Martin Luther King Day weekend, we had record lows here. Um, temperatures getting into the low 60s and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And high 50s. Well, that's a rare occurrence. but um, yeah, And it's, it's quite cool in the uh, mainland of Puerto Rico as well. Okay, okay. Uh, getting down into the mid and lower 50s. Really? Yeah. In Puerto Rico right now? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it happens. It happens like clockwork every Every mid-January, we, we get this cool front that works its way through here, and 
Um, you know, we we don't have to turn on the fan at night. We can get that breeze. Yeah, there we go. Outside. Maybe close the window. <laughs> yeah, close the window. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Walter Snell, thank you very much. Appreciate the update. And uh, we'll be talking with you guys uh, and gals uh, towards the latter part of the week. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you very much. Take you, care. You got it. That's uh, Mr. Walter Snell. Uh, great conversation uh, there uh, from the National Weather Service in San Juan. Uh, that's and that's that's a good relationship we have working there where we reach out to them and I'd say ninety five, ninety six percent of the time they're responsive. Sometimes they can't talk because they got things that they're dealing with and all that stuff. But um they keep us abreast of, of where we're at right now. Uh Mr. DJ, let me get um that James Z there that I signed up for you. Uh let me get a little quelbe uh in my soul for the week. Uh, to, to crank it and then uh, um, that should um, take us up close to the um, next break and then um, the table talk uh, will come into effect uh, at the end of the next uh, break so we go um, <clears throat> talk about a number of different things that are going on you know um Typically in January, you know, because of our um, festival season, um, we got a number of holidays uh, to start the year. And um, Martin Luther King Day is another holiday. Um, you know, back in the day, right, uh, we used to have two holidays in February as well for both Washington and Lincoln, but then the they um, consolidate that and make that one, make that President's Day. That's the third um, Monday in February. And we, we actually have the Agriculture Fair. And we spoke with Ms. Collingwood on Friday. And they are preparing for that. So, you know, we're like four weeks, four plus weeks away from that. So uh, we're going to start focusing on the Ag Fair and um, that impact that it has here uh, in the territory. So, uh, send that well better. Uh, so we go. Let the public know that nothing ain't changed. Uh, <laughs> I want to get this for 2023, you know? Uh, so we go groove to this. Um, looking forward to the table talk after the next break. Enjoy this, yeah.
that um yeah man hear that sweet saxophone there yeah man and I know uh Casey out in the West Kendall Henry you know <laughs> when you hear that <laughs> it's like uh the percussionist that he is you know can't wait to, to pick up a squash I just start to to reek uh along alongside of it so uh we're heading towards um the first break when we come back we should be uh linking um with the members of the table talk i know rocky probably watching tennis because you know the australian open uh started yesterday uh of course you know it's tuesday night it's a late tuesday night it's a minister 12 uh down in um because they're like 15 hours ahead of us in melbourne right now so uh we'll take a break come back and uh, get the table talk in effect be back right after this exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com What is the secret to happiness? That's a really good question. And how can we live a more meaningful existence? Here's the secret, I think, of life. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers who help us answer some of life's biggest questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get right to it. Join us. Saturdays at 4 p.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here uh, and analyze this. Like I said, um, breezy but cool and nice day here in paradise. It's always uh, lovely uh, down here. Um, we're lining up the boys um, so that we could have a good table talk. Uh, been knocking it out on Tuesdays to start the year because, you know, the, the last first three Mondays 
we had the uh, inauguration for the Gov. Uh, second Monday, we had the swearing-in for the 35th legislature. And then uh, yesterday, we had we had Martin Luther King Day. So, been a Tuesday uh, table talk. I just sent a, another call there to my DJ to play a little bit later on uh, as well. But we got the ranking member. Uh, you know he up because tennis going on. And uh, tennis will start around uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock at night. Because they are 15 hours ahead of us, which is 11 o'clock the next morning. So, Araki is a tennis aficionado. So, Mr. Ranking Member, uh, good morning. How are you? How's everything? Good morning, Mr. President, and, and, and a happy new year to all in the sound of my voice. Without a doubt. Uh, Many happy returns to you and yours. Good day. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wonderful time, wonderful year. Um, you, you know, I just celebrated my birthday. Yeah, man. Happy, 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 happy twenty third <laughs> birthday. I know you're twenty, like twenty three yeah. or twenty four, <laughs> somewhere around there. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you, it's um, it's, it's not just a big birthday with my, my one of my idols, um, the Doctor Reverend Martin Luther. I, I love that's one of my guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. he is. He's a guy that I, I, I you know, I, I learned so much from. I was listening to uh, one of his speeches a long time ago that spoke about sleeping to the revolution, you know, and this revolution we got going on here. A lot of people not paying attention, like Rick Van Winkle. But, you know, but hey, this is a good day and a lot of things to talk about going on there, What? We, you know, uh, I mean, a, my, a myriad of things to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God, yeah, man. Um, a, lot, a, lot yeah. Of thing, a lot of things are going on. Well, well let's, let's backtrack. Uh, a little bit because um, the the governor relieved the attorney general of her duties two days before he was uh, inaugurated for a second time. Right? <clears throat> that, that was uh, Christmas. That was that was New Year's Eve. Right? That was a Saturday, and then on January second yeah. they had the inauguration, all that stuff, and the timing of it. Um, the, the folks on the mainland tried to connect it to the president being here uh, at the same time because that's when it happened. The president was actually in the Virgin Islands when the governor um, let the attorney general go, right? So I, I don't see the correlation at all, though. Ne- neither do I. But but we're talking about a media now that they try to link everything to make it seem because yeah. to, to, to make it seem there's always something nefarious involved, right? But what I found I, what I found interesting was one week later. The day of the, the swearing in, um, the attorney, former Attorney General George made a public statement, right? And, yeah. and she said she hopes they go forward with the, with the trial, right? In, in, insinuating that yeah. there's a likelihood that, you know, the government might drop the case, right? But what I found, what I found um, interesting was the governor already, you know, sent out a press release saying that he thanked her for her service and he relieved of her duties. And the administration felt inclined to respond to what she said um, last week, which in my case, in my opinion, you know, I thought, you know what, she said what she had to say. You know, she's entitled to, re- to, to say something. You move on. There's no need to respond to what she said. That's just my take. What's your take on, on, on well, the, the administration well, responding to what she said? Well, I, I personally, let me say this. Let's just backtrack a little bit. I um, 
I had no problem with what the attorney general was trying to do. I think it makes a lot of sense. And um, I think it's a good thing to do on behalf of the people of the territory. Mm-hmm. Now, what, you know, I, I, I really believe that the, the governor, I don't know what's the issue between them, but people are people and the governor's a governor and all governors have a right to do exactly what he did. Yes. Um, but I'm saying that I understand what the attorney general is saying, but what people don't realize if what I read clearly is that the, the former attorney general and the acting attorney general apparently were the ones who went to file the case. <laughs> so, so that tells me that even though the, the former attorney general is no longer there, the, the acting will probably follow up on it since the both were there. That's what I think. No, That's no, no, I no, Rocky. You know, you know this case. I mean, th- this matter is big, right? When the New York Times, yes. right, on January sixth, an article by Matthew Goldstein says tensions with Virgin Islands governor over Epstein led to Attorney General's firing. This is a New York Times article, you know, right? Of course, and, and and there's a picture. There's a picture of her, and a nice, beautiful picture with the, with the child Amali Haba in the backdrop. You check, and um, this, this is this is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because clearly, clearly, you know, Epstein is a is a fire a fire stick and a very polarizing story with his uh, apparent suicide in 2019. Well, apparent, you're right. I like the word apparent because I don't know how you get suicide in a place where. Supposed to be heavily guarded. I don't know how that works. Also, I can't figure it out. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can't figure it out. You know, you heavily guarded twenty four hours. Yeah, man, commit suicide. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. And then, you know? and then they say, here, here is here is one paragraph. Here is one paragraph. I read this verbatim from the article. The timing of Mrs. George's firing fueled media speculation in the Virgin Islands and beyond that the suit against J.P. Morgan was the immediate cause. But the people briefed on the matter who were not authorized to talk publicly because Mr. Bryan's office did not give a specific reason for Ms. George's dismissal said there had been tension between the two public officials for a while. So, you know, the, 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 the thing is, everything that happens is going to be subjected to speculation, right? We're aware of that. We're in a political arena. We've been there, right? But the reality, the, the, the reality is, the the magnitude of anything associated with Jeffrey Epstein is going to create even greater speculation. Yes, but Neville, what I think that we in the Virgin Islands must pay attention to, and what the outer world was looking at, is that when all of this discussion surrounded Jeffrey Epstein. There was little or very little information coming from the territory or persons coming forward to speak about Epstein in a place where the man lived for a lot of years, in a a place where he had an island. So it was, the the question always was, why is it that everybody is not saying anything and the man lived here, people worked for him here? And so now that this happened now, they said, wait a minute, maybe... Maybe that's the reason why, that nobody wants to, to touch it. And I think that opens up 
uh, a Pandora's box. And so what has happened now, I understand, is that they want to see everything related to what Epstein did in the territory, mm-hmm. which you know can create some situation. And then, and the fact that the Attorney General, the former Attorney General, was, was going after JP is because somewhere in the line, there has to be an ending of where monies was taken out or drawn or given to. There's got to be a name. There's got to be a name or entity. And that's going to lead to where, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the eggs are laying. Well, you, so, but you know, she, I, she, she went, the Attorney General were going after some big game here, you know, Rocky. Right in in, right. in this art in this article, it said Miss George had also subpoenaed some of the wealthy men who did business with him, including Wall Street billionaire Leon Black. Mister Black paid Mister Epstein a hundred and fifty-eight million dollars for tax and estate planning services in the years before Mister Epstein was arrested in two thousand nineteen on federal sex trafficking charges in late December. Miss George's office sued J.P. Morgan in federal court, which is what you reference, right in Manhattan, claiming that ba- claiming that bank was derelict in providing banking services to Mr. Epstein during the time he was charged with sexually abusing teenage girls and young women morning, at Neville. at Little St. James and elsewhere in the U.S. Good morning, Mr. Majority Leader. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I've been listening. I I. I trying to get in, but you ain't recognizing me. No, like, man, I, no, but but I, I I was waiting for your text message to let me know you're there. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, but I I been on forever. I listen to you and Rocky. Well, like no, well, well, look, well, check this out. A, a presidential but, conversation. No, 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 no. Check this out. You're the majority. You, 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 you're you're the, you're, you're the no, no, but Rocky, Rocky, he rang because he's the majority leader. He responsible for the caucus. I only responsible for the legislature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so we, but we, but you, you, are, you are the controller, like the hat man. The hat look nice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. How's everything, man? Everything good, man. I just wanted to say that I was listening to the weather report, and it's chilly over here in the north side, that, man. That's why I hear it. Rocky, it's, yeah, it's chilly over there in St. Janto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature, temperature like dropping house. like crazy. Yeah, the sun, the sun, but, 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 so, but you're here with the, with the weatherman tell me, I tell you, we don't need the fan at night no. now because it's nice and cool. And if the weatherman tell me, no, you need to close the windows. I need no fan. I need no fan. You need no but, fan. We need no but fan. But I like, you know, Rocky, no, I said, don't under with the weather. Last night they had to suspend the matches on the outdoor court. 97 degrees. And then oh, yeah, a yeah, heat factor yeah. of hundred and ten yes, degrees. Sir, yes, sir. Suspend. But check this out. Yeah. But check this out. But but and, and that that's the outdoor court outdoor course courts because yeah. they got some indoor arenas. But right now I was watching it. They had to they had to stop some of the matches outdoors because they got they got showers going on down there. So we seeing the the, the the both ends of the spectrum where excessive heat during the day and then they get showers at the night, Rocky. What going on down there? We go, Rocky, 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 we go, we go send you down there to bring that nice chilly weather we got up here now, or not to let them know they could play in this. They, they would enjoy playing in this weather. I know that. Listen, but listen, man, you talking about that like, like superficially, but at some point or the other, we got to start thinking about maximizing a, a, 
a sport arena like that because we got it year round, year round. You know, that's a sport we could invest big in. You know, of course, really. of course, yeah, of course. You know? But you know, Renny Roca, you know, Renny Roca, right? Who recently passed away, right? Yeah, I know Remember, remember, he used to have the golf tournament here every November for the for the teens, that's right, that's right. for the teens. You know what I'm saying? For the for the young the young Caribbean uh, uh, golfers, they'd come to Carambola and all that stuff. So, look, you know, I, I know we've veered away from the conversation we we're having, but this is a good conversation to have. We have the, the what you're referring to are our natural attributes that we need to use to our benefit. That's right. Right. That's right. That's and and that's that that's that's a good point. Good point. The ducks we were talking about. The, the 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 what's the right terminology here? The international, right? The international fallout with the timing of the governor relieving uh, Attorney General Denise George and how it made the New York Times and all kind of thing. And you know, here on this show, we're not going to skirt um, something of high profile like this. Um, of course, we would prefer that uh, the news that's coming out of the territory is all about. A lot of beautiful things happening, but sometimes there's some controversy, and you got to deal with it, right, Ducks? Absolutely, there's some controversy, and I mean, my and and Facebook and thing. I have so many posts about what's going on in the Virgin Islands and it pertains to that particular uh, incident. Mm -hmm. uh, what was uh, for me, Neville, is that I don't understand how you could get a hundred and five million dollars plus what you're going to get from the estate when it's sold. Yeah, the the, um, the the sale of Little Saint James, correct? Saint James, and that wasn't a problem. You know, that wasn't a problem. But the speculation is that this is a problem. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know. I'm going to do some more research about this, but I believe this also has to do with the fact that maybe um, Chase has. Um, relationships with the Virgin Islands will respect our bond issuances. You know, we they had, we, we, yeah, we, we had that, um, what's it, securitization yeah. corporation that the governor created in, during the yeah. first term, and and maybe there's a conflict there. You know what I'm saying? So, But I don't know if it's a conflict, if there's a violation. If if the Attorney General perceived that there was a violation, and yes. they can go after them because the territory that is most, I mean, the the island that is most spoken about in the press is Little St. James. Mm -hmm. Well, it is where Prince Andrew and, 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 and Trump and all his cohorts and all of these guys been over there. I mean, for us, that's a that's a big issue. And looking at the the case, the JP Morgan case, uh, and what she was following, somehow, you know, Neville and Rocky, when you go with these big dogs, you need to have money, yes. But they also don't need to be in the press. So a settlement, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Would would, would be right. a, a a good way because instead of fighting and then have to have discovery and all of these issues, you know, settlement would be good. So maybe the attorney general and 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 her assistant looked at what it is because remember, Dosha Bank and Neville and Rocky, Dosha Bank. Got, got some money. No, they they, uh, they actually yeah. not that not yeah. New York State. We, we're gonna go to a break, and yeah. and, and uh, but New York State actually fined them for penalties for 150 million dollars. I think that's the yeah. that that's the premise for 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 for, for the legal action on, on our end. We'll take a break. We'll yeah. take a break when we come back, and I'll tell you about I'll tell you about the potential conflict uh, when I come back. Table talk in effect. Be back right after this.
The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big that cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious. Daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.